Welcome to Rooted Within with Lily and Dan, a podcast that shines a spotlight on positive change makers, sharing their stories of legacy, inspiration, and impact. Each episode, Lily and Dan will speak to individuals who have made their dreams a reality, exploring their journeys, mindset shifts, and what motivated them. Join us as we explore the lives of those who are making a difference and let their stories inspire you to achieve your own goals. A classical dancer turned belly dancer and now owner of an entertainment company, our guest was ready to conquer the world. All that came crashing down with a breast cancer diagnosis. Join us as our guest rewrites the narrative on what it means to be a cancer survivor and shares with us the best, worst year of her life. Basically, it's like putting a bomb into your body. Normally, they say breast cancer is painless. Like, you don't discover through a pain. That was really a sign from God for me to let just to go and get it checked. It's like you go to the surgery, you don't know if you're going to come back with the breast. And I feel so happy because I got so many testimonials of women that been through cancer, Mm. and they were like, if I knew you before. Rooted Within with Lily and Dan. Today in our studio we have Mila Tenorio. Did I do it right? Yes. I even tried to get the little thing yeah. at the end. Yeah, Tenorio. It. It's like a standing joke about my dodgy Manchester accent, about how I introduce guests. So I always try and yeah, The Godfather accent. The God, oh, really, I like that. You can uh, call me the Godfather. Oh, you, you anyway. like the keeper so she can stay. Yeah, of course. Mila, welcome. Thank, Thank you for you. joining us. Thank you for inviting me. No, you've, my got, pleasure. you've, got, you've got one hell of a story yeah. for us today. Yeah. So, you know, for viewers, brace yourselves. But this, this is going to be a doozy. Yeah. So tell us. Tell, I guess, tell us. Well, can bit. we? Can we? Where, where, before where we, go we go into that, let's let's start with who is Mila. Well, I've been a dancer all my life. I came, and you always wanted to be a dancer. I always wanted to be a dancer. Yeah, I wanted to be a classical dancer at the, when I was like four or five. Mm-hmm. You know those dreams that uh, every little girl has. But eventually, uh, my dance journey took me to a completely different uh, styles. So I came here as a belly dancer. Belly dancer. As a belly dancer, no yes. In 2003, I came to the Middle East. Hold on. As, a, as, a, a, as a Brazilian woman, you got into belly dancing. Yes. I want to know the story of how that <laughs> happened. Because that's a thing. I've met many Brazilians of my they, time in um, Dubai, and many of them are belly dancers. Many are belly dancers. The good belly dancers based in Dubai, they are Brazilian. Is it because of the rhythm? What, what is, yes. where is it? What, is, is, it a, is it an attraction to it? Because, come on, in Brazil, just well, the dancing dance, in Brazil yeah, is belly amazing. dance got popular in Brazil like about 20 years ago. Very, very popular. Even more than samba, like... Ladies, the ladies, they are so in love with belly dancing and then belly dancer schools everywhere and really? bringing belly dancers, famous belly dancers to Brazil to give workshops. And and that's how I, I started. I wow. was a completely classical ballet dancer. And then I switched to belly dancing because Which I fall in love when I saw it. Different. Different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then I remember I was doing one belly dance contest in Sao Paulo because I'm from Bahia, a okay, different okay. city. And uh, one of the agents were bringing belly dancers to the Middle East. He saw my show, and that's how I came. Like and I that said, was in 2003. and you didn't, you didn't yes. even think it twice. Took, it took me no, it took me two to three years to sign a contract. They were like after me, yeah, when are you gonna accept our invitation? And I was like, oh my god, I was a bit scared. We, nobody knew what, yeah, what the Middle East was at that time. I'm talking about 20 years ago. Yeah, very yeah. different place. 
and and Dubai especially was a, like the beginning of yeah. uh, you know the whole uh, entertainment scene so uh, when i came it was the only thing we had at the time was arabic uh, restaurants and belly dancers mm. right oh. and I, i was one of them <laughs> from the beginning from the beginning you were like one of the old school yes and then the old school generation <laughs> <laughs> The first thing years I travel a lot around the Middle East so my contract with the this agency was to travel the whole Middle East between the five star hotels uh, yeah. performing uh, as a belly dancer so my first country was Yemen wow <laughs> interesting yes i've been to to Yemen first time ever living in Brazil i end up in Yemen it I was mean, a big shock for me very different places how was that yeah. cultural shock Yeah, it was uh, very very different, but I was so thirsty to know this mm. culture. I was really open to okay. know and discover and uh, for me it was quite fun, you know, to wear a baya and to go out from yeah. the hotel yeah. and I saw all the tanks and the guys with the guns on the streets and then you walking on the street and then suddenly the prayers is everywhere wow. on the speakers you know and it was very emotional for me and even though other people could feel very scary for me it was a blessing yeah for me it was the beginning of my journey into the middle east and i i tried to absorb as much as i could wow. in a pos- in a positive way what was a highlight Yeah. From that time, what what what's a memory that you're like whether you pinch yourself going I cannot believe this is my life. From that first experience in Yemen was the deepness of the cu- the culture there, yep. you know? Yeah. Yep. It was very strong the the war feeling that yep. was happening around the time, you know, seeing the guys with the guns on tense. the streets, very tense, yeah, very tense. Yeah. And then you come from Brazil which is quite a liberal country in many yeah. ways and yeah. you know has lots of yeah, yeah. great party energy and the fun and, and the beach freedom. yeah freedoms yeah. freedoms that you wouldn't yeah. have in Yemen but it was very very um, funny to say the freedom and the and the and the restriction at the same time was happening because I was working in the Sheraton hotel which is the, was the only hotel uh, in the capital of Sana at the time and there was all the fun happened in there okay. you yeah. know you and know, then you like step you, outside you and step it's a outside world. of the hotel is a totally different reality yeah. so i was living is still the the good fun of it yeah. you know so the foreigners that was living in the country engineering and whatever <coughs> professionals they were coming from abroad they had the hotel as they their escape yeah. for fun So, question, what did your family think when you said to them, I'm going to the Middle East? Everybody was against it, of course. People were like, yeah. oh, my family were like, you're crazy, you cannot go. There is a war. That, 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 the, the that was the only yeah. idea we had about the Middle East was into war. But What did your parents, what did your family yeah. think Okay. when you said to them that you're going to move to the Middle East? Okay. Were they happy about it? Uh, well, they were very, very worried, of course. Yeah, nobody at the time uh, knew what the Middle East was really about it yeah yeah especially for us Brazilians we are we're living in our own bubble you know yeah. we don't really so see much of the outside world so it was very scary for them yeah but we were being talking uh, as I told you before uh, it took me three years practically to accept the yeah. invitation so that that was a, a subject that was already like, being you talked about it, yeah. yeah so i was working on their acceptance <laughs> let's say so belly dancing away you did that for 10 years did you say 10 years 10 years and then what happened 
And then I got tired of traveling so much. It was like a very gypsy life, you know, mm. going from country to country, packing, unpacking. And um, and then uh, always coming to Dubai and traveling back to other countries. And then I like Dubai and I, I thought, well, maybe this is a country I can mm. settle. You know, I can maybe go back to teaching my classes. I used to teach. I used to have a, a school in Brazil. And I was missing that kind of life, like more stable, more settled, to have a routine, you know, to go back to my teaching. Mm. And and then I decided to stay. I, I talked to my agent at the time and I said, could you get me contracts only in UAE mm. so I, I can really stay here and try to settle? He said, yes, I think it's enough. You've been working for us already 10 years traveling. I will try to get you the best contracts in the UAE. Mm. And that's how... My UAE story started, yeah. you know, like parallel to my belly dance uh, nightlife that I was doing contracts every yep. uh, daily, uh, every night. I start teaching during the day. And from teaching, I start doing other types of shows. It was not only belly dancing. I went back to Latin shows and, and samba and things that I used to do before. And yeah, I was kind of, kind of leading uh, two lifestyles at the yeah. same time. And and trying to make this transition from the nightlife, like to the, daytime, the, yeah, to a regular, more kind of settled life. So on a daily basis, you got to a regular lifestyle, and then what happened? And then I decided to open my own company. That's how when I decided to open Cafe de la Danse, mm -hmm. and uh, stop completely the belly dance contracts. Yeah, uh, to dedicate more time and invest in this new project, the new baby that was yeah. coming. Uh, yeah, and then it worked so well, you know. I, I when when did you do that? What year was that? That was uh, 2014 when okay. I opened Café de la Danse right. as an entertainment company. Yeah, and then uh, five years later, I decided to extend the company it into a dance studio. That's yeah. how I dance. I opened Café de la Danse mm -hmm. nice. dance studio. Yeah, mm -hmm. there was uh, the first dance studio that was. Um, generalize all types of styles uh, we had acrobatics we yeah. had pole dancing we had dance classes we had uh, kids activities it was a, a beautiful space and uh, yeah we we worked for five years I've seen what you can do with the with the pole dancing I just I still <laughs> my brain my brain I just my brain cannot compute how you can hold yourself up like that. True story. It's incredible. I mean, when we were doing the research and the team were telling us your story, you know, at that moment when you've got your business, you know, you're looking to the future, everything's great, really ambitious. Yeah. You know, very excited, I'm sure, as you yeah. start a business and you're you're growing and yeah, developing. Growing things. step by step, yeah. And then something quite harsh happened. Yeah, it was uh, it was very intense because it was a year that three very strong things happened in my life. So well, is this in everybody's life uh, because of the pandemic. The, yeah. I'm talking about the year of the pandemic. This was 2020. 2020. Yeah. It was March 2020. Which and is like all of the entertainment cuts down, venues closed, everything shut disappeared. down. Everything is so closed. So business I closed was, overnight. The business was going down already from a year before. If you remember, the economics in Dubai yeah. was not yeah, so it was, great. It was, it was a bit shaky. Yes, yeah. and then I, I, we felt already into the business that the, the dance school was struggling and the, the events as well was not so great as before. So everything was going downhill. Mm. And then suddenly I got diagnosed in March. And you got diagnosed with what? With breast cancer. 
Wow. How did that happen? Yeah. yeah. How do you... Was it was it just a regular checkup that you were going for, or were you feeling some sort of a pain? Well, well, Did you the feel previous, a lump? Yeah, the previous year I've been doing mammograms like uh, we need to do every yep. year. You're regular. I knew that I had a lump, but it was uh, a baby benign. Yeah. benign. I'm going to yes. sorry, I'm going to ask you a question as a, as a male that go, doesn't go, go. have to have those checks for well, for breast cancer, even though males can get breast yeah. cancer. I can. Is, yeah, males can ma- also. Males get, can also get it. I uh-huh. believe. Um, it, do you do you have to proactively go to get checked every yes. year, or you get like like a letter to say no. No, you have to. Yeah, if you don't, if you don't think to do it, so there's people no out there that probably no, wouldn't be no. thinking yeah. to do it right now. Yeah. No, okay. Yeah. And the the scary thing is, is having regular checkups is one of the biggest ways to avoid. But like cancers. more, like but especially yeah. with breast cancer, that's so why it's such a huge thing. So you were already going for mammograms. So you, I was already going for like regular mammograms so checkups. You, you, you were aware of breast cancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was there a history of breast cancer in the family or? Uh, very far, like far cousins and okay. far aunties. Yeah, because yeah, to do to do mammograms, did. it's usually they yes. they recommend that if you've had it in your family because yeah. uh, prior to the age of forty. You, they don't really uh, recommend mammograms unless there's a history in the okay. family. You yeah. do ultrasounds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's sort, yeah, of, it's sort of changed yeah. through the years. Yeah. My father passed away with the uh, lung cancer. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, when, sorry. When was that? That was 2014. Okay. That oh, jeez. Yes. That so was not, two, not just too... as your business was. Yeah. So cancer was a was a thing. You, cancer you, you, was. You've a... gone through a journey with cancer previously. Uh, yes. I mean, it was very difficult to lose my father at the time. It was heartbreaking for me. I I was like for maybe two years after that, like trying to recover. But at the same time, I was here opening a new company. It was like a a mixed feeling of uh, Mm. two different situations, you know, two different paths in life. But... uh, I, I again, you get a f- power that you don't know from where it yeah. comes. Resilience, yeah, the, the resilience, yeah, the resilience, and you, you just say, okay, I just need to move forward. So in twenty twenty, you were happy, well, not happy, sorry, because obviously the pandemic when was in, a problem. But from a from a health perspective, there was no underlying issues, and then you went for a mammogram, you went for a check, and then yeah, no, actually, uh, I had done a mammogram one year be- mm-hmm. uh, previous to the month I actually got diagnosed, wow. so. What happened is that I felt a, a horrible pain under my armpit. Okay. I was at, I was at the bank doing my daily, uh, you know, things, and and then I felt like, oh, you know, that horrible like pulling inside my armpit, and then the pain started like reverbing all my right arm, wow. my hand, and I started feel cramps and then, like this horrible pain. At the first, I thought it was something related to my heart because they said, yeah, the right arm, arm, yeah, 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 when you're like, I said, I think it's my heart, I think. And then I I rushed to the emergency because I was like stretching and trying to move and nothing was going on. But the pain was clearly so strong and was so impactful on your body that you knew there was a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This wasn't like a normal pain. It's not like you pulled, you know, as as soon as you said you felt the pain in in your brain, I'm like, I felt that last Friday. And it's very funny because normally they say breast cancer is painless. Like you don't discover through a pain. Okay. No, that's why yeah. you gotta get. Yeah, checked. that I think that was really a sign from God for me to like to go just down. to go and get a check. So yeah, I I I went to the hospital and I was like, oh, I feel this pain. Can you check? Blah. They they did the ultrasound, and then the doctor saw something that she, she didn't like it. 
She said, I think I'm going to send you to biopsy because what I see here, did, did you know that you had a lamp? I said, yes, I knew that I had the lamp, but I've been following up, yeah. Yeah. you know, for the last three yeah. years and it was benign and nothing was wrong. And then she said, no, I'm going to send you to biopsy. And then I, yeah. You did I, all of that. And one then... moment. How did you feel right then? When she said, I felt, I yeah, I felt scared. I felt scared because, yeah, I thought, no, this is not normal. Like she showed me the picture on the on the machine, and and I knew that before it was okay, but from the picture that I saw before and the, the picture I was seeing now, it, it didn't seem the same. It didn't seem yeah. the same. Yeah. So I was like, it was the worst ten days of my life waiting for waiting. the results. Because yeah. they got to send it off. Yes. They just, yeah. they're, those are to their tests. Those sorts of tests you can't, they can't get immediate. Yeah, what yeah. Did, I had to wait 10 days to get what the did, results. I was going to say, what did you do during those 10 days? Like, yeah. you know, what was your mental state? How are you feeling? How do you get through like, it? Yeah, how do you get through? Because you're literally just waiting, dreading. Yeah, no, I, I, I try to cool myself as much as possible. I was practicing yoga every, every morning. I was yeah. like stretching on my balcony, you know, putting like, uh, Is that music? Nice, beautiful <laughs> did it work? music. It did work. It, it did? did. It did really bring me a, a lot of peace with myself, you know, uh, to face the results in a much better way. So in 10 days, somehow you found acceptance? Not really, or because when you, yeah, yeah, just wor working through it, because when you get the, the, the news, really, when you mm. open the paper and the doctor say, yeah, you, you do have. Because they called you in, didn't they? Because yeah. they don't give those results over the no, phone. I was, I was no, no, say, no. Like, no yeah, the, the doctor should, you know. Yeah, when they say come in. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I've never known that experience. Like, what is that? So they call you and they say, hey, okay, you need to come and see yeah. us right now. Yeah, At that moment, how did you feel? Because you must have known that. Yeah, something you feel your heart right. racing yeah. like a hundred Where were you when you got the call? Uh, I was at home. I was at home and then they called me said, the results is ready. Can you come tomorrow? Were you expecting that call? Was and when I say when that no, call, no, were you expecting were you it ex to be a bad call? The bad news. I was expecting. I think. Yeah. yeah. I think your body can tell you. Yeah, yeah. I think the, the intuition. Intuition. Even, yes. Yeah. You know when you're. You I, know I when knew it. Wrong. I knew it yeah. that it was gonna be a bad news, but I didn't know how bad it was gonna be. You know, like because there is many stages for yeah. cancer, so yeah. I didn't know how bad it was gonna be. How did you, you drive know? yourself to the doctors that day? I went with a friend, of course. Yeah. <laughs> one you, of you my can't best drive that friends. Day. Yeah, I went with one of my best friends, and uh, he actually was the one who opened the paper and talked to the doctor. He knew before I knew yeah. he opened the paper, and he would. <clears throat> I saw his face. You know, when I saw his face, I knew it. So how do they? Yeah. Sorry, that's the question. How do they break the news to you? They give you a letter. They give you a piece of paper with your medical results. Yeah, the on reports. It? Yeah, reports? So he gave you. He, but to the general person, you may not understand yeah. what that report is. So yeah, then... that's why you, you, you get the appointment with the doctor. They gave you the report and then yeah. you then wait for the doctor to explain you. Okay, what... so it all happens yeah. at the same time. Yeah. It must be terrifying. Yeah, it is. Absolutely terrifying. Yeah, it is. I, I felt my heart dropping and I felt like, my God, I'm going to die. I was going to say, what was the first thing that came into your mind, if you can remember, at that moment? I'm going to die. Wow. I'm going to die. And. Yeah. Because of your I'm past. Too young, I wait, don't wait, 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 one second. Just, just, just. Yeah. Sorry, just backing up. What did the results say? How bad was it? Well, I didn't. I couldn't really yeah. translate because yeah. you, you know it's uh, the magical uh, language, you yeah. know. And I, I had to ask my doctor yeah. like what that what means. What does mean? What does means? What uh, what the stage I am? Yeah. And he was like, uh, No, you are stage one. It's totally okay. curable, you know. Okay. Uh, you need just to go through the whole process, which is 
you need to do the surgery, you need to do the chemo, you need to do the radio, and you need to do as fast as possible. Like you cannot wait anymore. God, you'd wish that yeah. they'd sort of say it immediately as yeah. opposed to give you a piece of paper and yeah. let you read it going, yeah. I don't know what this means. I'm going to yeah. die. You know, we've all, not all, we've all had, but I've recently had medical scares and you go for tests and it's yeah. anxious and stuff like that. I've never had to actually face it. Yeah. So at that moment when someone breaks that news to you and you're in a state of probably shock and denial, yeah. like how can you even absorb yeah. information? Because you were just literally, like you said, just yeah. thinking that my world no, is it about took to me, end. It took me like a, a good 15 days crying and feeling sorry for myself, you know, uh, to try to settle this new into my, uh, you know, my reality and say, okay, uh, what what can I do for myself at this point? You know, I'm I'm not gonna surrender, you yeah. know, to the sickness, and that's how, you know, everything changed. My mindset changed, but it took me like a good two weeks crying but did you, but and, did you and, have and to feeling go, sorry. How quickly did you have to go into chemo? Uh, yeah, I. You went for surgery first. Then yeah, I did. I did surgery first to remove the lump. To remove the lump. Yeah. How was, soon after? It was super fast. Like so as soon as I get di- diagnosed, they book my surgery tomorrow. Like five days later, I was already in the surgery so room. You don't, you don't even have time to process no, what's no, happening. No, I didn't Maybe have time to process. Thing. I didn't know what to do if if I because some people they do chemo first and they do surgery later. Yeah, I didn't know what to do. I just I went with the flow. Like whatever the doctor say, okay, do the surgery now. And then, uh, and at that moment, did you just have to like surrender yourself yeah. to what would happen? Yeah, yeah. Because there must be so much going yeah. on. I didn't even yeah. have time to think. The doctor said, "Okay, I'm 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 booking your surgery in five days. Five days, you need to be but ready." But it was just to remove the lump. Just to remove the not lump. not to remove any no breast because that would be my. But first you know, thing you need to oh, you need question. to sign a document that allows the doctor to take in case as much as he they needs see to. something deeper at the moment of they the surgery to, to remove the breast. Oh, so I, it's like you go to the surgery, you you don't know if you're gonna come back with the breast or yeah, without can the breast. Yeah, can we just can we just you know? take a moment there? That's huge. That's like, huge. I'm I'm literally sat here trying to comprehend that entire, I guess maybe two week period of going. I have a pain, going to get the test, you know, done. The, the anxious wait for 10 days to be broken the bad news and then into a position where I could die in a, you know, or I could lose a breast. Yeah. You know, like... The, I don't... I, I, I need to re-emphasize... Life-changing. I need to really take a moment because for women, your breasts... Yeah. Like, without... It's not a superficial it's thing. Not, yeah. It's not superficiality. It's not, oh, my God, you know, it's my... Bo- I, I don't know how to explain it. There's it's, no... Any way I put it, I don't... I can't communicate it without sounding superficial because it's, it's, it's not a superficial. It's not aesthetic. It's, your, your breasts. Yeah, it's, it's not, not only it's, about aesthetic. It's, it's not. It's, yeah. it's, it's, your breasts are what you, you, know, yeah, what you yeah. feed your children. It's like a hand, when, you know. You, yeah. It's like losing a hand or losing a limb. It's like, yeah, it's like a part of your body. Part, yeah. Yeah. You don't want to lose a but, part but, of but your it's body. it's quite an important part of a body. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was scary because I, I went uh, inside the, the surgery theater without knowing if I yeah. was going to go back. How you were going to come out. Without my breast, you it's know. absolutely terrifying. Yeah, yeah. But you came out with but both breasts. But when I woke up, I, I saw Did you my, first thing touch? Yeah, yeah. Touch. When I, I wake up, the first thing I, I, I yeah. look at my breast, I was like, oh. At least that's one problem <gasps> yeah. not to yeah. think about anymore yeah. that had been resolved. Yeah. And then, what so was, they, but what was the emotion at that point? Was it joy? Was it relief? Was it? 
It was sadness. a relief that I didn't lose my breast, but at the same time, I cried a lot when I woke up. I cried because I remember my father, you know. Yeah. I, it was a, a lot of emotions, yeah. a lot. It's just such an, in, yeah. an and incredible I, I, At the same time, I was thankful, you know, that I, I was still alive, that nothing like bad happened in the surgery table. So it was like, yeah, it was a mix of sad and happiness mm. and, you know, so after relief. The rem- after the removal of the lump, what was the next process when you went into chemo? Yeah, after removing the lump, I had to wait two months to start my chemo. And, uh, you know, when you have a uh, breast cancer surgery, they remove also your lymph nodes okay. from your armpit. Okay. So I had a very limited uh, movement. movement on my but, arm. But pardon my ignorance. Mm. If they remove the lump, why did you have to go into chemo? Because that's the that that's the is reason why they remove also your lymph nodes okay. because the lymphatic system is where the cells mm-hmm. they travel mm-hmm. around yeah. your country uh, around your body, you know, and 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 go to other organs of your secondary body. cancers. Yes, so the chemo must be done to kill to clean the, whatever's to left, clean whatever's whatever else. is left. Okay, so they told you you're gonna yeah. go for chemo. And from my limited knowledge of mm. chemo is, again, you know, th- there's kind of other physical impacts to that. Obviously, it's a brutal. very traumatic, brutal treatment where yeah, your body brutal. gets, I think, battered. Well, basically, it, and it, then it, you lose your hair. You, you destroy you, you, it. Basically, it's like f- putting a bomb into your body. Yeah. <laughs> Everything comes out like the, the, the bad. Your the, immune system's the gone. The side effects of the chemo, it's. Yeah, of course, it's very strong. You you go through all kinds like fever, cold, diarrhea, constipation, uh, reflux. Your your skin gets like uh, open. You know, like it's it's crazy. It's crazy. But I I I kept myself so strong, and I was eating all kinds of like the best food I could make for myself. I'm gonna go back just so that time scale wise. So you did the operation. Two months later, you started chemo. Yeah. You had to wait two months to recover, yeah. to be strong enough to go yeah. through it, yeah. and just to get checks. Yeah. The first time when you go into chemo, can you walk us through how that's like? How what happens? You go into the hospital, they seat you in a seat, put an injection in, and yeah, is that how it works? Yeah, I mean, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you you. My how first was that chemo, my first chemo, I was. I was very positive, like to 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 go through it in in a nice way. I said, I, I know that is bad effects coming afterwards. Yeah. I'm gonna try to keep myself as strong as I can mentally. And uh, the session itself is not as hard as I was thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, I slept the whole thing, the whole uh, process. How long does it take? Four Ooh. hours. Four hours. Four hours. Four hours. Four hours of intravenous drip yes. that goes. Yes, and then you into... sleep. You sleep. They uh, it, it's like you. Is it the drugs that make you sleep? Yeah, the or... drugs makes you very very drowsy, like, drowsy, and then you fall asleep uh, completely. And when when I wake up, I was completely drowsy, like I was drugged. You know, and then it's like takes like about one hour for you to recover your. your Did you go in on your own? No, I went uh, with, uh, with, your friend. with a friend. With a friend. I had no one here. It same, was pandemic. Same friend as who was with you when you no, got the results? No, that's, that's another story that I I have to tell you guys. <laughs> yeah, is we'll get that because I had no one like from my family. So what I did, I create a project to go through my chemo. Chemo that I called okay. my sweet pink angels. 
So I had, I knew I had 16 chemo sessions to, to be made. I chose 16 friends that they would be with me in each session and they would create a day for me. Like after the chemo, they would take me to a restaurant or to a spa or they would uh, create a little party for me. I wanted to make my chemos memorable. Why didn't you go home? Because I had uh, insurance that was covering everything for me mm. here. And uh, I didn't have insurance back in Brazil because yeah. I'm out you of my out of for so long. I, I yeah. was out home. of Brazil for so many years mm. and and I couldn't uh, yeah. go back and go to a public. Uh, no, 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 you no. Know. Yes. How important to you was... Because I thought, this, sorry to cut you off, but at the beginning, I actually thought of like... Let me go home. Let's just... Which is, to a, my which is family, understandable. They were the one who, who told me, don't even think, think about, about it. it. Don't no. even think about it. You have your insurance there. They are covering everything. You have the best hospitals. You have, you know, the best assistance. You're going to come here. You're going to struggle in a public hospital. So, no. Oh. You mentioned yeah. about you turn this with your pink angels into creating memories. How important was that to you in terms of not just the physical recovery, but the mental. mental recovery and emotional recovery? It was... It was uh, definitely a life change for me for my treatment it was what, that's what kept me happy and looking forward actually i was like looking forward for my next chemo it was crazy the feeling i had because i knew that every other chemo i would be going through this happiness you know because my friends were creating something for me you know mm. whatever it was for example, I'll give you an, one example. I have one uh, one of my students actually that became my friend. She's a cabin crew, and she brought the whole scenario of being in a cab in, in an in airplane a <laughs> right to me. So she she dressed her uh, Emirates uniform, <laughs> Emirates airline uniform. She brought a, a trays and she bought she brought like food drinks, food drinks, and she was there. serving me, you know, and. It was just amazing, you That's know, so and everyone did something special did, for did me. Did you did you have any clue how loved you were? Well, I always knew I was very much loved, but when I went through chemo and I saw all these gestures of love, not only from the people close to me, but people that I didn't even knew, you know, yeah. like reaching me out through the social media and it was very warm. It was yeah. like I felt love like I never felt in my life. Because when you were going through yeah. this process, did you show people on social media the process? Yeah, I, I was very open. Like, what since made you decide one? to do that? Because I thought it was important to show. Like, uh, have you always been very open with your life? Yeah, And always. this was just as yeah, part of yeah, it? Or was yeah. it a different thing? Out no, of no, I was always being very open and, and very friendly. Mm. And I wanted to show people the way I was facing it. Yeah. To to give them an example that you cannot just be depressed at home and and feeling sorry for yourself. You need to go there and 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 try to get as much a normal life as possible mm. throughout the treatment, and not only that, but making the happy moments happen for you. You know, because nobody can do that other mm. than yourself. Have you, you always know? had that positive mindset, or did getting breast cancer push you into a place? It pushed me more. Push it pushed me more. more. I always had. A, I was. A, I always been a, a pretty much a positive person, but I found myself like ten times more positive and more open and more resilient and more strong and yeah, everything just. Did you surprise yourself? More, very much. Yeah. Very much. I felt like 
a lion coming from mm. inside of me, like and people not as well. Shy. I think not I think day. people 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 were like, oh my god, you're such an inspiration, and and actually it was an exchange of inspirational moments mm. and 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 thoughts and life because. The moment I was getting all these feedbacks from people, that also was a food for me. Mm. You know, it was a food for me to continue to yeah. to get on, and it was I was looking forward for my next post and for my next comments. You know, for from who is gonna tell me like the best comments and the best uh, uh, motivational yeah. sentences. So I was really like, for me, it was. My healing was mm. really through that experience with people and social media, wow. and friends. Of course, the friends close to me. Yeah, but they were saying they they were saying like, "Oh, you are so inspira- is, inspira- inspirational, inspirational yeah. to me." But they were also inspirational yeah. to me. Wow, you know, which was all part of, which was part of the treatment. Yeah, yeah, essentially. You, you, yeah, you have beautiful hair. Yes. Yeah, now <laughs> <laughs> it's coming but back. But you lost it. Yeah, yeah. How was that? Yeah, it was, it was a process because I, for me, I knew that I was gonna lose my hair. So, a way before my first chemo, I was already like start cutting Starting it and going through heads, hair, different hairstyles yeah. because I wanted to enjoy that process. Mm. You know, I just didn't want simply like from here to nothing. Yeah, from right, from yes. waist length to yeah, yes, because I had a very very long beautiful honey color hair you know wow. it was everybody was all, always so proud of my hair and i was a belly dancer of course so yeah. you need the hair for yes. the performance so yeah i start cutting like okay waist level then shoulder level then chanel style and do you think that was also part of the the process of acceptance yes oh, pretty sounds, much it sounds like what you did with everything that you're saying is you chose that you're going to control the narrative Agreed. yeah, yeah. Yeah, in all of it. Pretty much. In all of it. And in doing that, that gave you, made it so much more powerful for you. Yeah, much more. And much easier to go through it because I was trying to enjoy each and every process. I said, I'm not going to feel sorry and oh, or feel sad because I'm cutting my hair. No, I'm going to be happy to cut my hair and have a new style. Yeah. Yeah. You know? You changed the narrative. Every style was like, wow, I'm enjoying myself. I'm a new person, you know? I have a new look, and that that was really like uh, what saved me. That that's that's the, a real my powerful mindset, thing. My mindset, my yeah. mindset saved me. Reframing, you know? like yes. you know, it's the age-old saying: your focus is yeah. your reality. Yeah. yeah, you know, you shifted your focus. Yeah, because it yeah. would have been very easy, I guess, to to go into that world of you know oh, of victim, despair, despair, yeah, yeah. despair. There, where you ha- you lose all sense of hope and opportunity, and you start to like you said feel sorry, rightfully sorry yeah, for yourself. Yeah, yeah. Like you most of to... most of women, they they do go through that sad process, depression, yeah, sad process. And I and I feel so happy because I got so many testimonials of women that been through cancer, mm. and they were like, "Wow, if I knew, if I knew you before, if I saw, if I saw." There what was I'm another seeing way of now doing that it. there is another way to face the journey. I'm so grateful. I'm seeing that from you, and people that were going through at the same time I was going through, and that they were getting this power from me, you know, to change things around. 
and yeah, that was amazing. Just amazing just to, he- to hear. How long is that? I don't know, yeah. How, yeah, how long does it take for the chemo? Is it like one session, session a week or a few yeah. a week? How? It was one session every two weeks. Oh, so that's like 32 weeks. That's a long period yeah. of time to be going through like chemo. It was like eight months. The kind of the, the, the stamina needed mm-hmm. to prolong, yeah. not prolong, sorry, sorry, it's the wrong word. Endure. But to to endure, endure yeah. you know, having to be positive and, you know, pushing yourself every day when I'm sure there was days when you didn't want to do that. It must yeah. have been very challenging. Were there days yeah. where you just were like, I don't know if I can do this? Uh, there was the the first chemo, the first side effect of the first chemo. Okay. Because I was like, no, I'm going to handle it. You know? I'm good, I'm good. I'm good, I'm good. And, and you know, bang. the chemo process is very is very interesting because you 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 take the, the medication, you pass out the four hours. Then you, you wake up, you, you're a little bit you drowsy. Know, drowsy, and then you, you, you get your power back, and then you go to a, like, a hyper, super hyper energy for the next three days. Because you think yes. you're fine. Yes. I, like, I'm stronger than... No, than... The, I think the medication make oh, you really? high. Yes, okay. the medication wow. really make you high and like full of energy and powerful. And it was That's like... That's just cruel. I was dancing, I was teaching, I was like teaching five hours a Everything's day. Everything's normal. Yeah, everything is normal. And then suddenly crush. after these three days, the crush. The wow. crush comes... And then it's like another five days, like I cannot Hell. even move a finger. I am in bed. I'm vomiting. I have diarrhea and fever. Everything, at everything comes at once. And then that was very scary for me. That, then I remember I calling my family and making video calls and I was like crying. I was like, I didn't know it was like that. I was like, I didn't you, really know it was like that. Were you at home alone? Yes. So what's going through on your own? Yes. Obviously, you had friends around you at the time, but you were yeah, yeah. everybody was you were everybody was those, those moments were yeah. alone. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those moments you don't really want anybody no, I to know. see you like I that. I know, but yeah. but still, that's yeah. that's hard. Yeah, that's yeah. real hard. Like five days yes. of relentlessness yeah. of being ill yeah. is a lot. Yeah. yeah, and to do that. Every two weeks. It's yes. crazy. Yes. For eight months. So you, yeah. you go through that whole process. So essentially now we're talking like this is almost like 10 months if you put, look at it. Yeah, yeah. From the, from the minute you went. To end, eight to 10 months. March, the whole March, it started in March 2020. Uh, yeah. Well, that diagnosed, yeah, March 2020. So April, uh, mid of March, I got diagnosed. It was about 18 of March. On the 2nd of April, I did my surgery. Uh, and this is during COVID. Yeah, during lockdown, lockdown, yeah. completely lockdown. Airports lock, everything is locked. Hospitals locked down still. Yes, you know, yes. Really the streets locked down. I could only pass to go to the hospital because but I had my medicals, and I could yeah. show the police. But not just that, the danger you would mm. have been like the, literally the physical danger because you're on chemo. Yeah. Your body's white of yeah. any yeah. immunity. Yeah, yeah. And you're going into where. It's like COVID central, pandemic central in the hospital. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. But I was very lucky because I did my chemo, the whole chemo uh, treatment, I didn't do in a big hospital. I did in a small Small private clinic, you know, that was much more reserved. I was not really like so much exposed. That was very lucky. That's still a scary thing. After the events of chemo, then what happens? You got to see so the you doctor. Finished, you, did, you did the 16 sessions. Yes, I did the 16 sessions. And then you have to take a 30 days break to start the radiotherapy. 
Okay. Yeah. And you get tested in between? Yes, you okay. get a whole bunch of tests again. So they understand yes. you know, how the process uh-huh. is working, if it's working you well. You do the CT scan, you know, just do a blood tests, and all the tests. And then what's radiation? Um, what's the radiation therapy? The radiation was not so hard as well. But is it but medication what do they do? Again? Is it medicine or do you no, go and you line go a room? No, you go inside the machine. machine yeah, and they you go. Yeah, you go inside the machine. Yeah. And they just like literally zap you with radiation. Yeah. Yeah. Safe doses, obviously, like radiation, like the radiation kills. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like crazy. Yeah. And then how long was the radiation therapy for? I did 32 sessions every day for a <gasps> month. Yeah. I'm just trying to put it into context, like to go through that eight month period and then the 16 chemo sessions and then 32 radio no sessions. Downtime. No downtime. No downtime to comprehend what's going on, to breathe, to re- yeah. not even relax is the wrong word, but to rest. Yeah. And then you're constantly battering your body with yeah. treatment. And still saying, I'm being positive. I'm being positive. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm in control of this. I'm yeah, in yeah. control of this. Yeah. It was a lot of mental. Did you see a therapist? Did you have any sort of, you did this on your own? On my own. And wow. On my own with support of my good friends and your angels. It was, it was funny because like people said, oh, we need a lot of support. Yes, of course, we need a lot of, of support, but. I was much more supporting my friends in a term like, no, I'm okay. I'm yeah. okay. I was just that's quite interesting, you know, like, isn't it? Don't feel sorry for me. Yeah. I'm okay. It was it was incredible. Like even they didn't understand how I got this power, you know, to But I think I think um getting an illness like that does change people and gives them a perspective and a strength yeah. and an odd peace. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if peace is yeah. the right word, but it it changes resilience, you. Yeah, resilience. Yeah, resilience. Yeah, I, I but, felt but a lot more of than resilience. resilience. But it also puts everything into perspective. You question mortality. You mm. question friendships. You question your physical and mental oh, yes. health. Like everything. All yeah, the same yeah. You time. do a clean up in your life. But like, you're, okay, but you're, you're completely clean up. You know exactly who you want in your life, who you don't want anymore. You yeah. know. Uh, in many ways, it's w- in many ways, not only. In, uh, people-wise, but, like, situation-wise and, like, how you want your daily life to be, you know? In many ways, it must be a quite liberating experience at the same it's time totally. because it's like you finally get clarity and what's important. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I say cancer-free me from many other things, you know? Yeah. Like, it was, it's always a big change, of course, to go through things like that. But, yeah, I could, I could take it away from my life, like, Toxic people, yeah. you yeah. know, toxic situations. Slightly heavy question. And like, really like, that's enough. Yeah. That's Slightly it. Slightly heavy this question. This is my new life. My new life from here onwards, I just want to happy people around me. Yeah. I'm going to get to that. Stable few. people around me. I just want to be happy, listen well, to music. Well, you had so much toxicity I wanna in your do life. <laughs> music therapy every day in my life. Great. Wake up do with it. the good music, you know. Music in my car and music heals. And that's yeah. how True. I did, you know. I, I did heal myself with good music, good people, and good food. Positive vibes. Good food. What was good your... Vibes. My heavy, sorry, que- yeah. heavy yeah. question. Were you... I'm so, and don't don't feel the... I don't even... I feel wrong asking yeah. it. Don't ask anything. Were you ready to die? Wow. I sorry, not, is that okay? I, I was not ready to die. But but if that's you, why I, I was yeah. fighting so much because I want to live more than ever, you know. 
I wanted to live my life more than ever. I, th- I thought, I'm too young to die. And yeah. I, I still have so much to do in my life, you know? And funny enough, I felt like I, I only discovered the real pleasure and the real value of life, life. after I did that. Yes. I, after I went, I went through that. I thought I was happy. Yep, I thought I was mature. I thought I was like, I had a good life, but no, no, no. I only, I'm really having a good life now. Now is my good life. So yeah. now that you we're know? in your good life, cancer-free? Cancer-free. You're cancer-free? cancer-free. So how did you feel when you got told you were cancer-free? Oh, it's amazing. Look at your face <laughs> right now. Look at your <laughs> face. Like, literally, like there's tears Look in all of our eyes right now. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's emotional, yeah. When when did you get that? So you did the eight months, then you did the 30, you did the 30 day, 33 sessions of radiotherapy. Then what happened? Yeah, then you have to do the patch scan test, mm-hmm. which is the term that you are yep. completely clean. And blood and test, that's of the, course. That's the blood the test plus the the CT scan test uh, defines that there is no more cancer cells in your body. So when did that happen? Third, the 33rd day? Or did you have to wait another week? Uh, and I had to wait another month. Oh, jeez. Not the like, like, now. It's just like dragging the whole thing down. I'm like, do it now, now, now. I want, I was like getting my doctor like crazy. He was like, no, this is the normal process. This I'm is the mo- normal process. You need to wait. I, like, I don't want to wait. I wanted my test now. So my question is, are you a patient yeah. person? You you are a patient person because I would be like, I need this now, but it would force you into a position where you've just got to be patient. And time has to do its thing. And that's where having an ability to have a control over your mind or your focus or what what it's doing is so important. They verbally guarantee to me that I was already free, but you know, you You want to see the test, yeah. What was, what was the first thing you did that day when you got told you were Well, who cancer? told you? Did, did he pick up the phone and just tell you? Did he bring you in? The same, the same, same process, thing, right? Come in. Uh, the, test, the, te- the test comes in, into the clinic. You, you need in. to go there, okay. and then they open the report. You, were you yeah. terrified that the results would not be good? or they, you said No, they, at, they this, po- at this point, you. I was very confident okay. that I was did your friend that, the, Did your friend from the beginning come with you at the end? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a nice story. That's nice. Yes. Did he, was he the one who opened it? Yeah, yeah. What was yeah. his face when he saw it? Yeah. Every, uh, Beautiful. It's, it's just yeah. joy, right? Yeah. Got his friend joy. back. So what was yeah. the first yeah. thing Everybody you did? Everybody was super happy for me and... You know, I actually did a big party yeah. to celebrate. Okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And now uh, I have my breast cancer-free anniversary party. Okay. You know, every year I did when I uh, got the results. I did when I complete one year cancer-free, and now just now in second of April, I'm completing Cheers. the second year of cancer-free. So then, my next question is. Do you have the fear that the cancer could return? I guess it's always Almost. in the it's always at the back of your mind. Did yes. they say you have risk, or or are you healed and you're uh, healed? No, they the they is. didn't tell me I have a risk. But yeah, of, co- of course, I need to check every three months. I go for checking, okay. blood test checking. Uh, if they feel? see anything abnormal in my blood How test, how do you feel about going for those tests? So it must, yeah, it must every bring three back months. Here we go. Uh, no, because I, that's the the thing about it. I don't have any horrible memories. So about you don't because you created the good ones. Yes. Actually, sorry, yeah, it's very true. Yeah, yeah but but would you want to go through it again? No, of course. Do you not. see what? Yeah. Do you know of what I mean? So so not. when that three month yeah. comes and you got to go do that yeah, test, yeah. 
there must be an emotion that comes an up. Anxiety. There's yeah. got to be. Yeah. yeah. You know, because yes, you you got through it. Yeah, yeah, of course. But it was grueling. As it I said, it's always at the back of your mind. My God, if it if they see something in the test, if it, that is, and it might you not know, be so if the cells are not yeah. showing so clear. But yeah, it's something that you need to go through it. So you, you, you were know? talking about that this is obviously a life-changing experience. It was the What's... best and worst year of your life, by yep. the sounds of it. Yeah. Literally the best and worst mm. year. Yeah. What what's it making you do differently now? Like you, you were talking about like you see life differently. You've you've managed to kind of understand what's important to you. I kind of guess like what is that? What's what's your future looking like? Um well I think we always say, Oh, I'm happy, I'm happy, I have a good life, but uh, I think you don't really get the real mean meaning of happiness until you face something like that. Mm. I think we are superficially happy for so long. For yeah. many many years, you know, you don't go you don't go deep inside of yourself. You don't go deep on your emotions. You don't go deep on your weaknesses until something like that happens to your life, and then you you just uh, give so much more value mm. to yourself. You put yourself in first place to everything, mm. you know, other than other people, and you put your happiness, real true happiness, in first place. What is true happiness? It's feel in peace with yourself. I think. Mm. You wow. Know? What if? What, I, I what think does, like what does peace you're not you're not like running after yeah. something that you don't even know what it is yeah. anymore. You so know. So what does peace look like to you now? For me, peace is it's how I am now. Like, I wake up, I listen to good music. Mm -hmm. You know, I make my breakfast. Mm -hmm. I keep my uh, my food diet as I clean, clean as much as I can clean and strong, trying to eat something that eats medication, yeah. you know? Food is medication. medication, 100%. Yeah. Yes. So I, I was never into junk food pretty much, but mm. now even more, mm -hmm. yeah. you know? So I choose really what I eat and I try to cook as health as possible, uh, keep good people around me, mm -hmm. uh, be happy in my work, do the best I can. Still have the yeah. dance school? I still, I don't have the dance school anymore, I, but I still have Café de la Danse uh, mm -hmm. as an entertainment nice. company. We're still now going stronger than before because it's a good season in yeah. Dubai and, you know, like... You know, things are going good, it's, good it's, again. It's like, it's like, it's a, it's a gift from God, you know, yeah. mm -hmm. after all that happens to me to be able to build up my company again and go back into my dancing into my creative self mm -hmm. you know create and express my art in so many ways i discover painting lately mm. i'm painting do you, you know? find do you find your creativity is different now uh, very much more more you connected want to express more. more wow we're going to have to wrap up we, we can keep uh, going yeah <laughs> so many questions <laughs> But Mila, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thank it's you, guys. For coming in. It was a pleasure. It's such an incredibly inspiring yeah. story. Thank Beautiful. Um, and also to see how you turned it into such a positive. I think the one key thing for me was that you made it into a memory. Yeah. Mm. Um, and you decided you to make it a good one, not a bad one. Yeah. Yeah. You controlled yeah. the narrative. Wow. Yeah. I chose, I, as I said, I, I, it was a, a, a flip mm. from a night to a, night to to a day that I, I just told myself, I'm going to do this journey and this year the best year of my life yeah. and that's what i did wow i don't have bad mem memories i have great memories from my and that's yeah. how we're gonna <laughs> thank end you. thank yeah. you so much thank you thank so you. much for thank coming you. in you guys are great hosts ah, <laughs> we try. Thank, you. thank you for listening to rooted within 
If you like this episode, please make sure you drop a follow so you never miss an episode in the future. Rooted Within with Lily and Dan.